Hi, Rand. It's great to see you again uh, through my computer. It's always a nice, uh, nice day to see your face. How you doing? I'm great, Stu. Thank you very much. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I'm I'm fully embracing uh, summer showing up finally and being uh, sometimes way too hot, but uh, I'm enjoying the the nice weather these days. Uh, heat waves rolled in, hasn't it? Right across yeah. the whole whole actually across the whole country. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely gives that indication that we're in the summer months and. I'm really excited about our conversation uh, at, on this recording and for our listeners. Yeah, so speaking of that, what what did you want to focus on with this episode today for everyone listening? Thanks, Stu. We've been talking about a lot of interesting things, you and I off air and in our recordings, our podcasts, and going through the process of discovering empathy, forgiveness, knowing oneself, further back self-care and self-respect – thought it was timely that we delve into this whole idea around emotional intelligence. A lot of times that term has been shared in our society, in the media, and even amongst uh, in, in businesses and in our personal realms. And this element of mo- emotional intelligence, especially I think with what we've been through, Stu, the last you know 18 months, 16 to 18 months have been probably the most one of the most dynamic in our generation, if not the most, for many reasons. And so as we all get back out there, and thankfully, things are opening up more. There's less cases of COVID-19, and people seem to be more uh, willing to to engage at, at certain levels. Some people are still, you know, uh, looking at different levels of safety, and I can respect that. But overall, there's definitely been progress being made. And when we get literally back out there, what also comes with us is our mental capacity, our emotions, and our ability to be socially connected again. So how would Range uh, define emotional intelligence for the listeners and why do you feel it's so important for everybody? Yeah, thank you. I've, I've thought about this one a lot and there's many definitions of emotional intelligence. So when I think about it, the first thing I want to say is I want to invite everyone to really recognize and appreciate and be grateful for our emotions. The fact that we can feel things and go through things when we either be happy or, or going through tough times there are days when we can be elated and there's other times we can be depressed. And so one's relationship with their own emotions, I think is one of the greatest gifts of, of humanity. How I would define it is really becoming a manager, a leader, and someone who's a caretaker of our own emotions. So when you have emotional intelligence, you have a higher propensity to be connected to those emotions, realizing what they are, you know, really rooted, I would say the first thing is an awareness, self-awareness starting with within ourselves. And then something we talked about a few conversations back is this element of empathy. And really, Stu, it starts with ourselves. When we can be kind and understanding within ourselves, we can typically be that for other people. And I believe that's connected to being emotionally intelligent. It also t- delves into these idea of being self-disciplined and having the ability not only to manage our own emotions, but recognize those in others and being an observer and then being able to connect to other people with where they're at. A lot of times in society, both currently and historically, there have been many examples where people get into a very reactionary state. And so what happens is the emotions, which we all have and which are very real and are necessary, become highly escalated and it gets away from people. And that's when a lot of times, uh, negative things or things of 
a difficult nature arise. And so being emotionally intelligent, and why is it so important? Because as we connect again, and as we get back out there, all of us in our in whatever shape or form that means to each one of us, it's going to be really important and incumbent upon each person to be connected to their emotions. And yet when the intelligence factor comes in, it just means we have a higher degree of awareness of what we're feeling and what those people are feeling around us. And I will say, Stu, as we get further into this conversation, when you can get to a place where you're practicing emotional intelligence, you have a higher sense of freedom. I don't think anyone really ever masters it per se. I believe the true masters are the ones who are always the students. And so this is an ongoing practice that we can be in. But really being aware of what's going on around us and within us is one of the greatest strengths and gifts we can give ourselves, especially as we you know, transcend and keep moving into this generation that we're in right now. So many ways you would, you would look at it as it really does correlate with you know a lot of mental health issues that everyone's facing now, especially coming out of the pandemic that we, I feel like we've talked about forever, but it's certainly myself, you know, I've been all over the, the, the gamut with my emotions with this thing, whether, whether I'm, you know, want to be alone enjoying time on my own, but also want to see friends. It's like a fine balance. So this is definitely something that can be uh, in correlation with mental health for sure. Yeah. Great points Stu. And, and that mental health piece in connection with this whole conversation around emotional intelligence is very appropriate. And when I look at that combination, as you were saying, that correlation, there's an element whereby mental health and the degree to which we're connected to it really comes to our ability to be aware and feel. And here's the big one, accept the fact that we have emotions. You know, sometimes to your point, we're going to be sky high and other, other times there's going to be tough days. And so when we get to that level of acceptance, the mental health factor has space and time to observe, to understand, to navigate, and then to act. A lot of times the challenges from mental health come from a very linear process whereby a person gets caught in a narrative or a pathway and they just, you know, go downward. And again, I want to emphasize that's very human. It happens to everyone in, in a very many ways. And so this isn't to say that's a negative situation. It's just to say that we can bring emotional intelligence. And here's the, I would say the keystone to that is being emotionally resilient. And so when we do have emotions, yes, acceptance is important. And then moving through it in a very calm and respectful, self-respectful process, but then having the ability to be resilient. What does that mean? Well, when we have emotions, we can feel it and experience, but rather than making it a narrative, if we're feeling badly or poorly, is embrace it as a path. And that's where I think the real correlation comes between EQ, emotional intelligence, and mental health, is when we accept it, then the challenge that we're going through doesn't become a negative narrative or something where we're you know, talking about ourselves in a very disrespectful or downgrading way. Instead, we say, hey, look, I'm feeling this right now, good, bad, or ugly, and I'm going to embrace that path. And when you embrace that path, you actually build resilience with your emotions because you're validating them. You're making them real. They matter. And once you get to that point, then the conversation within ourselves and hopefully another person or group of people is able to happen in a very mature, calm, and progressive way. Yeah, I'm always trying to like – 
see how this can be an examples of real life. And something that just I kept thinking about as you're talking there was the recent uh, with Naomi Osaka, the tennis player who pulled out of the French Open and Wimbledon because of uh, her men- mental health issues and not wanting to do interviews because of how that was affecting her. And it's uh, the support that she got for the most part, I thought was really, really impressive by the tennis uh, professionals and everyone at large just acknowledging the fact that she, you know, is dealing with that. And, you know, she's the number one tennis player in the world. And even she's dealing with, you know, numerous issues uh, even while still being a really good tennis player. Yeah, it's a great point. And, and, and you're talking about someone on the, one of the biggest stages in the world, the Wimbledon and those, those tennis platforms that they were on. And if you think back to back in the day, no one would ever said anything like that. No one would have come up and talked about mental health. So I think the fact of that awareness around it and, and perhaps her having the emotional intelligence to say, this is how I'm feeling. So I don't want to put my position self in a position or anyone else where I perhaps would say something that would be untoward. I'm just going to create some space. Obviously in that realm comes a a responsibility to stand at that level because Mm -hmm. that's the level you're playing at. But I do think there's significant merit in having the ability to say, you know, here's my, here's the boundary I want to set right now. And this is why. And when you, when a person does that, it gives themselves a chance to regain their composure, gather themselves, and then come back at a better version to perhaps articulate themselves when they're ready. So how how would you say emotional intelligence would best serve us in both our personal and uh, professional lives? Hmm, good one. I, I well, let's let's start with the professional sure. side in the business realm. That whole arena of of the service industry, of business, of deals, of all the economy that's out there. There's so much happening, and I would say this: the world has increased in pace. Right? You can actually tap your credit card or yeah. the back. You can do that. Everything. Obviously, that's been around for a while, but I, I just the speed of business has increased massively and exponentially. So in terms of having emotional intelligence, when we're aware and we're empathetic and we have the self-discipline not to react, we actually slow the process down. And when you slow the process of business down, I believe it actually speeds up. You get more done. Why? Because if we can manage our emotions and observe and watch those people we're doing business with, whether we're the customer, the client, or the provider, there's again a higher opportunity for there to be great business done because people are connecting on a respectful, disciplined, articulate, and communicative level. Whereas if it becomes reactionary, and you and I have talked about this in previous situations, people often service situations go south when people get highly, highly emotional. Mm -hmm. And again, it would be easy just to judge every person that does that. That's not fair because someone who goes through something, maybe they've got something at home. Maybe they've just lost someone. Maybe they've they've had a very difficult day. So it's easy just to judge and say, well, that person shouldn't be behaving that way. We're not going to do that here. What I will say though is the more emotionally intelligent we can become and practice the fact of slowing it down, the higher I, I like I said before, there's there's much more opportunity and chance that business can get done both in boardrooms or all, I should say all in boardrooms, offices, uh, industry out there, all different types, uh, retail. It's it's an opportunity that I think perhaps do, and I say this respectfully, but I'll say it is that people have lost that art, man. Oh, yeah. People have lost the art of slowing it down and actually looking at how can I show up here in the best version 
to allow this situation to progress. So that's what I would say on the, on the business side. Yeah, no, it's uh, as someone who has lots of experience in customer service and that kind of stuff. It's, it really is uh, interesting to see when people are so wanting instant this and instant that, and then they actually do take a step back and it's like a whole different expression comes across their face and they realize like, Oh yeah. Okay. You have helped me find it. It might take one more step, but it's there and you know, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Getting there together is always interesting to see that their whole body language change. That's the awareness we're talking about right there. And and you notice too, typically a person will get better service when they actually do that and slow oh, it down. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> the, per, the person that's just I trying was... to help you is not, you know, they'll help you as quickly as they can, but there is some obstacle sometimes and you got to no know question. what's coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. On the, on the personal side, yeah. I would say it really moves into the relationships that we have both first with ourselves and then with those around us is that how does it serve us in that, in that area? Well, when we have that emotional intelligence, we have a higher ability to listen, to be empathetic. Like I said before, and here's a big one is to understand when you, when you can slow your emotion down and say to yourself, and this would be the self-talk I'm in a situation now I'm feeling anxious with a relationship or a personal situation that's come up. I feel like I want to react, but I'm going to, I'm going to watch. I'm just going to observe and I'm going to ask a question. Is that always easy to do? No, but that's why we talk about the disciplinary factor here that comes in. I really believe the more people can practice and delve into this emotional intelligence of, of really understanding, you know, what, where's the other person coming from? Where am I coming from? Now someone could say, well, Ranch, that takes time, man. Like we don't have time. Well, everyone's got 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. We all have the same amount of time. We just have to decide what, how, how much quality and how much integrity that time is going to be characterized by. And that's how we show up. And so it's a bit of a long answer, a short question, but in terms of emotional intelligence as it stands for ourselves, accountability is a big factor. We are going to get the result that we put into in terms of an interaction with one person or a group of people, whether they're you know, close, intimate partners or family or strangers in, in, in the, in the public or in the community. Yeah. This always just, uh, your last example there kind of makes me always go back to something I say to everyone and that I feel like everyone should, it should be like a law that everyone has to work in a customer service or a retail job just for like a year in their life, just to see like <laughs> the difference it means to like be in the other side of that. It's just, that's something I've always thought in my life. It's like, you'll, you'll treat everyone better in, in your life if you've experienced that. Stu, that's a, that's a great call. And yeah. you know, what's interesting about that is that one of the highest virtues, one of the greatest virtues I'll humbly say is, is serve is serving others mm-hmm. is being of service. And so, yeah, you're right. Getting into that service environment where you're helping others, that's actually requires high emotional intelligence. Why? Because you've got people coming in to the arena with all sorts of stories, happenings, occurrences that they're bringing in with them. And that you now are face to face, eye to eye, head to head with them. It's like, you've got to be able to manage that intensity or perhaps even happiness that they've got in. There's all types of Mm -hmm, situations that can arise. Yeah. It's a great point. So to leave the listeners with something, is there any specific examples that you have in your life that you've experienced or that you've seen, uh, you know, a good example of emotional intelligence or something that comes to mind? Well, I I would ask our listeners, thanks Stu for that. I, I would ask our listeners to ask themselves first is that as you now go through these next two weeks after listening to this podcast is perhaps look at your life right now 
and where your emotions are showing up. Is it in your personal realm? Is it in your business realm? Is it in relationships that you've had with people a long time or maybe people you've met, you know, brand new people? Examples of that are, are it's, I know it's a common theme. We talk about it a lot, but it really comes back to this awareness around what we're feeling. When we get in touch with that and when we build a friendship and a validation with what we're going through emotionally, you can truly connect with someone else. I A very quick story. I'm at the airport just the other day, Stu, and I come and now there's uh, more people traveling than there were some months back. We're at the baggage carousel waiting for our bags. A lot of people there. And a fellow picks up my bag. I see it coming around. He picks up my bag. And now he's taken my bag off the carousel. Oh. There's a lot of people around. And now it's kind of he and I by the carousel. Everyone's. I can tell everyone's watching us. I got a vest on, my hat's on, standing very calmly. Now he's looking at my bag and he's twisting it around. And so my, I'll be on. My first reaction was, is this guy trying to steal my bag? Mm-hmm. And so I was heightened for a moment. And I'll humbly say I, I really practiced this stuff. And so I slowed it down and I just watched him. I thought if I jump in there too quick, he's going to get surprised. I don't want to startle him. Everyone's doing the best they can. So I watched. And then what I did was do, I just walked over took another step and really gently put my hand on his shoulder and he looked up and interestingly enough, we had masks on because we're in the airport. So all you could see was my eyes and under my hat. So, you know, I couldn't see much other than my eyes, but you know, I'll never, I'll always remember his eyes when he looked up and saw me and you know, I, I only share this story because when I, when I did it, when I put my hand on his shoulder, my intention was to connect and just say without saying it, you know, that's my bag. Mm -hmm. And, I'm not upset. I'm just watching. And he obviously made a mistake. Now rewind that many years ago. And I may have been more reactionary. I may have thought he's trying to take my bag and you got to be aware out there. Some people may have not, not good intentions, but in this situation by slowing down and watching, and I will say this, I had an appointment to get to. So I was already thinking, you know, I was present, but it's like, I gotta, I gotta get my bag, get going, but slowing it down. He saw me, he was very apologetic. I got my bag, put it on the trolley, and, and walked away. And Stu, I can tell you this. I felt 50 pairs of eyes watching me walk away. Does that make Ranch so great? No. It just means in that moment of time, I'm thankful, I'm grateful that I've practiced and I've been around many people who've taught me, is that emotional intelligence can show up in the smallest of examples and put peace back in your heart. If I got escalated and got upset at the guy, I didn't know the guy. He didn't know me. I could have got mad, but I watched, I observed. There's a time and place to escalate for sure. And you got to take care of yourself, but that wasn't one of them. And so I share that example. And I appreciate everyone for listening to that is that these examples that we see aren't usually the grand examples. They happen in the small areas of life. It could be in our own homes. It could be talking to people who are in our business places. It could be at the local grocery store. But taking the time to really listen and connect and be empathetic and know what we're feeling before we actually connect with someone else's feeling, that that's that that's the foundation for true connection. And it's interesting, I'll just say on the last point here, for so long we've been asked to be socially distant, and now the time is coming where we're being socially connected again. And so as we become more socially connected, we want to encourage everyone who's listening to this is think about your emotions and think about what you've gone through and think about those tough, dark days and think about the ones that have been radiant and have filled you up 
and give gratitude to that. And then as you practice it and move out into whatever realm that's going to be in your personal and professional life, is be an example of great emotional intelligence. Because a lot of times, Stu, people will reflect what they're experiencing. And so if you can, if we can be an example of it and slow it down and show that we've got control and discipline over our emotions, a lot of times that can help another person gain their foundation as well. Oh, yeah. Thanks for sharing all that uh, information with us, Ranj. And thanks for joining me again on another episode of your podcast. It's great talking to you. Stu, thanks a lot. Wishing everyone all the best. And we look forward to connecting again soon.